Maranatha Remnant Global Ministries. Um, we just finished worship today. Um, it was just amazing that we can keep our eyes on Jesus, that we can see how much he loves us, and we can experience his love, and then when we can experience his love, we can share his love with others. Um, we have to be an extension of his love. We can be an extension of his power, his grace, his mercy, but we need to be an extension of his love because People don't know the love of God. If they did, they wouldn't turn back away from him. I mean, they wouldn't, they wouldn't try to look at and search for all these other things if they knew the true love of God, right? So before we hop in, like we always do, does anyone have any praise reports, testimonies, anything they would like to share? By all means, please do. Anyone in particular? Anyone in particular? You do? Okay. Do you want to go hand that to him, please? Might be really brief. Okay. My oldest son, Noah, mm-hmm. uh, received an email that he sent to me and his mother this week. It comes from right here. Oh. Yeah. Um, he's in the top third, top one third of his graduating class. Glory to God. That's he amazing. He has over a four point GPA. Wow. And uh, he's being college matched, uh, hopefully, in, with the opportunity to maybe look at some Ivy League schools. Oh, God. Um, extremely gifted and talented. He's doing a lot of work with National Honor Society. Mm-hmm. And so, um, very brilliant young man. And um, he and his brother I took to you know church the last two weeks. And um, a lot of things that I could see God manifesting in his life. So. Mm. He's definitely uh, got a calling on his life. That's why, I, that's why, I gave him the name Noah Isaiah Fisher. Mm. And I remember when he was christening the pastor back in Chicago, said, "Man, he's got some major shoes to fill." Yeah. And um, and then of course my youngest son, he's doing great with sports and his GPA as well. He's a sophomore, and his middle name is Nehemiah. Oh. Wow. And so um, I'm just grateful to God that. Uh, I was able to get my sons into a safer environment oh, because yeah. Chicago was, was very dangerous and right. we travel often to the city to play sports and 
I just knew that I wanted to give them a better life. And since they've been here, I've seen it grow and manifest tremendously. So, wow. Yeah. Glory to God. That's amazing. Thank you for sharing. Does anybody else have anything to share? No? Well, you know, I always got something. So, <laughs> I'm just going to share and make it real quick. So, anyways, um, it was Monday. Uh, I left for my work um, and I needed to go get gas, right? Couldn't get to my house without gas, so I stopped at the Chevron by my house. And it was sort of weird because I, I pulled up in the gas station and there's no cars at all in the gas station. I'm the only one pumping, so I thought something was already off. I thought something's weird. Man. And I was just cautious, right? I was looking around and it was like, you know, the sun was setting. And I turned around and I looked and I seen this woman squatted down by a suitcase right between the Chevron gas station and the Jack and Box connected together and she was crying. And I was just listening to my worship music. I'm like, I'm gonna go home. I'm drinking an energy drink, a pre-workout drink, and I'm gonna go work out. That's what I wanted to do. But God had different plans. And the Lord, I don't know if you ever have it. When you, you know when the Lord gives you a leaning towards somebody? But usually when you do it, and then after you do it, God kind of like has his presence upon you and he'll be like, well done. Mm -hmm. And he'll feel that overwhelming like joy and love of God. You ever felt that? Yeah. Well, God did to me before I even did anything. He just came at me at the gas pump and I'm like, whoa. And I almost, I had to hold back my tears because I was about to cry. Like the overwhelming compassion that I felt towards that woman and the thing is, I wasn't even going to say anything to her. Like, I had to do, like, three look, like, three look backs to be like, okay, God, is she really crying? Does she really help? And some other dude, like, went up to her that was homeless on a bike. And so I said, you know what? I'm just going to go over there. Um, but I had to preach for the healing, uh, healing tech boot camp. So I'm like, I got to make this quick. So anyways, I ended up saying, hey, how you doing? She's like, not too well. I'm, I'm in a really bad place. She's like, my boyfriend just left me out here. Just, I'm not even from here. I'm actually from Oregon. I just came here two days ago. I don't know where to go. I don't know where to stay. He left me with no money. Just, just abandoned her. Just, they got in an argument, domestic violence type deal, and just threw her out. Just to get out of the car and just yeah, and just left her, just left her out there. And I was like, Lord, okay. And I immediately said to her, I said, well, I said, God sent me to you, because if. This is it's not a coincidence. And so she's like shocked right now. She's pretty shocked. And um, I just felt like the Lord's like, you need to get her a room. You need to, you need to go get her a room. So I went to uh, this Motel 6. Um, I didn't even know where the hotel was. The Lord's like, just turned here right on Priest. So I went and I saw the nearest hotel. The closest hotel from that spot to that spot. I, I got her three nights. And... Uh, I started ministering to her about my testimony and what God has done for me. And now I'm going and checking her in and now the cashier, I'm getting words of knowledge for. And I said, hey, you, you deal with asthma and you're dealing with some joint issues. And she's like, you remind me of my grandma. She's a native American woman, she has tattoos. And she says, my grandma was Pentecostal. And before I would talk to her on the phone, she would always tell me everything about me before I told her. I said, because your grandma was filled with the Holy Ghost. So 
I'm going to try to make this real quick, but this is going to be part of what we're teaching today. So that's why I'm sharing it again, because I did share it with the healing tech. I'm sharing it with you guys on Instagram and, and Zoom and then over the podcast. But so I ended up praying for her and the girl that I'm helping, her name's Melinda. And she says, this guy's a psychic. And I said, no, I'm not. I said, I corrected her real quick. I said, I'm filled with the Holy Spirit. Yeah, I was like, I'm not, I don't work in divination. I, I'm filled with the Holy Ghost. And she's like, okay. So <laughs> I'm like, I'm moving her suitcase. She has her suitcase and it's kind of wobbly and whatever. And we go into the elevator. And now this man is sitting telling us how to get to the room. And the Lord says he's dealing with a shoulder issue. So I said, hey, man, are you dealing with a shoulder issue? And he's like, yeah, this one. I said, hey, let me pray for you. I said, God told me. And then she's like, He's a miracle worker. Like, just let him do it. He'll pray for you. Yeah, he'll trust me. And she's like, now she's like on my team. Like, it's weird. Like, uh, I'm like, okay. So I, I got to pray for, pray for him. And these, this woman and her two kids, they were like running down the hall in the hotel. And she said, shh, be quiet. And they're like, why, why? Someone praying. So what started happening, what I sensed, because this, this hotel is not a nice hotel. It's on Priest and Broadway. It's, it's, it's ghetto. It was, it was drug infested. It was bad. I mean, she was telling me that there was poop left in the pool and like there's this nasty stuff. I mean, the AC wasn't working and I didn't know. I didn't want to put her in that place. I thought it was fine. I didn't know. But she told me this after the fact, but she was just happy to be off the streets. So she was um, going back to the story. When I went into that place, I can't tell you the confidence that I felt. I felt like no one could touch me. If someone tried to hold me at gunpoint, it's going to be on them. Like, I literally felt the presence of God with, like, like two angels by me the whole time. No one could touch me. No one could say anything. The power of God was just let me do what I need to do in that place. So anyways, I get, we get to her room. I started telling her about the Lord and all this stuff. And she's like, I've, ne- she's like, I've never met a man like you before. She's like, usually if a, if I, if, if a man do, does something for me, I have to pay them back yeah. with the favor with a return and she's like you're not she's like you're just sharing the god she's telling she's telling this to my mom yeah. she said the next day yeah. right she's like when a man usually buys me a hotel room he wants something he starts out unbuttoning his pants he taking his belt off pants. saying okay That's what she said, and I was like, Whoa. so the thing is what's crazy she's from oregon god brought her here to arizona right we get in the room we talk the next following day it's tuesday and i'm there again and me and mom take her to lunch. We start talking to her about getting her a plan to go back to Oregon. The Lord told me she needs to go back to Oregon. So this is crazy. I'm going to share some new stuff with you that she told me today. But she told me the, the following day, she says, um, you don't understand. I was about to kill myself that day. And I prayed to God an hour before you came and said, God, I know you're mad at me, but please help me. That's what she said. I came within an hour. God sent me within that hour, and I was there. And now I'm preaching to her Tuesday while we're eating. She's never heard the gospel. This woman is almost 50 years old. Never heard the gospel? She didn't know what born again was. She thought I was being baptized as a Christian. That's what she thought. So I'm explaining to her the gospel. Anyways, we go and we take her back to her hotel, and she gives her life to Jesus. In that hotel, and you could feel Jesus in that room. She was crying. She was 
crying. She said, before you left, when you prayed for me the first day, I couldn't stop crying because of the presence of God. Now the second day we pray for her, she gets filled with the Holy Spirit, and she's crying, still crying. So the third day, I get her, and, I, and she's like, Christian, she's like, you don't understand. You're an angel. You, like, you, you helped me so much. And I'm taking her to the Greyhound. I took her to the Greyhound bus uh, today. And I dropped her off, and I prayed for her. And she was telling me that um, I told her, I said, you better make sure you tell everyone in Salem, Oregon, what Jesus did for you in Arizona. Don't, you don't have to mention my ministry. You don't have to mention who I am. You mention what Jesus did because he gets all the glory anyway. He's supposed to be glorified. And she says, Christian, I told her to go to this church. She said that she went to that church two years ago. No. And she never, like, she got invited. She went and she stopped. She never gave her life to the Lord. And she said, it's three blocks away from my house. Oh. Okay, check that out. The Lord told me what church to put her in. In Salem, Oregon. He said, so I'm looking about spirit-filled evangelical church. Looking. And I said, okay, cool. And they they promote like Jonathan Shuttlesworth. He's a man. Yeah, something else. And um, anyway, oh, Brian Trejo Mm -hmm. has done stuff with them there. And uh, so anyways, she's like, they do amazing stuff there. I said, you need to get plugged in. And guess what she said? She hasn't talked to her, her, her daughters. She's kind of burned every bridge, to be honest with you. Her daughter hasn't talked to her in years. Her daughter, she says she started already evangelizing the people on social media, what God's done for her here. Her daughter reaches her and says, Mom, I love you. I'm so proud of you. Hasn't talked to her in years. All she wanted was her kids to come back and talk to her. That's the power of a word of knowledge, a word of wisdom, and being led by the Holy Spirit. And this is what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about Walking in the power of the spiritual gifts. We talked about Monday operating in words of knowledge and wisdom for divine healing. So I'm going to cover half of that and then the other half what we did. Because I'm telling you, Satan was trying to stop us even Monday talking about this. And if you guys can get this down and master it, oh my God. You're going to be shaking hell's gates. You're going to be destroying the works of the devil everywhere you go. Because they're not going to be able to deny it. Even today, I bought her food. We went to the gas station. I'm taking to the Greyhound. I had a word of knowledge for the cashier, the manager. I said, you deal with migraines. I said, do you deal with migraines and headaches? She says, every day. The, Melinda's like, you got to let him pray for you. You're going to get healed. You're going to get healed. That's what she's saying. I'm not even. She's like, she is so confident. And she's been in the Lord for not even two days. She almost read the whole book. You yeah, I gave her the Bible. She almost read the whole book of John in one night. And then you gave her a book. That's all you had was a book. Yeah, all I had was a spiritual warfare book. She said she read half of it. <laughs> yeah, it was the one that I got from the, from the ladies. So anyways, this is powerful. So powerful. Benjamin, can you pray us in? Sure. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for your presence. Yes, Thank Lord. you for uh, Thank you, just this reminder yes, of what happens when we welcome you in, Lord. Yes, Lord. Thank and you. we welcome you into this place in our hearts. Yes, and, Lord. Uh, we ask you to be our teacher tonight. Yes. Thank Jesus. you for everything. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Jesus name, amen. amen. Thank you, brother. Thank you for praying. Also, too, um, I'll, I'll mention that, you know, I, I got a... I got an, um, a message from Nassim 
um, she's the evangelist in Pakistan. She emailed me, or she texts, she DM'd me on Instagram and says, Christian, you got to pray for us. She's like, we're going through persecution right now. The, the Muslims are, are destroying our whole hometown. They're, they've burned 125 houses down to the ground, and they've burned 25 churches to the ground. And she says, there's leaving the people homeless. So I'm putting it out there for the people that are listening right now. I'm going to raise money to send it to them. I have a legit way to send it through Western Union. I've done it multiple times. It's secured. It, it's, there's no type of scam. But she showed me, that, like, just in the streets, people throwing stones, breaking stuff, fires. I mean, this devastating stuff. And I got to preach next week to them. So I am asking the Lord, help me to preach them to have hope. You know I mean? And this persecution is coming for us. It's coming for us. And if we're not ready to stand against the powers of darkness, we're not going to be able to make it. We will run away when persecution comes our way. And we can't. This is part of what we have to go through as a, as a Christian. So please pray for House of Prayer Ministries in Pakistan, uh, Nasim. I told her when I was praying for her in the spirit, I could see a glory dome over her, her residence. And I could see it over her ministry. And going back to Melinda, when I dropped her off at that Greyhound station, I texted her immediately um, about 30 minutes after I was praying for her that she would make it safe. And I saw two angels, big angels, guardian angels right beside her when she was sitting down. And I could see that in the spirit that, okay, she has a message to carry to Salem, Morgan. So glory to God. Anyways, so we're going to be declaring the word today. And whoever is hungry will receive whoever wants these gifts will receive these gifts because it says in romans chapter 1 verse 11 paul says i am eagerly waiting to give you these spiritual gifts so that means that god wants to give you this power so that you can bring him glory okay but the thing is if you don't have a relationship with jesus you're gonna you're not going to be able to know how to have this power or you're going to take advantage of it. Does that make sense? So while we're going, just give me one second. I want to see which one's better. Okay. Can I share a really quick testimony? Yeah, go for it. Just really, really quick. Yeah. I've got a couple, but one that I think that um, is definitely encouraging. And so I sowed a seed into into the your the this ministry amen and today i received a letter that i'm receiving double of what i sowed in i i just received a letter glory to god that's huge and i'm like oh my goodness because you know single parent you're struggling and yeah. a lot of bills came up but i was like i heard you the last week and you mentioned you know that you have to sow and the tithing and whatnot, and that you felt it in your spirit. And I felt like God was talking to me mm. when you said that it was directly to me. I felt it or anyone else, but I, I felt like it was working for me. Yeah. So it is definitely important to sow and, and tithe Glory to, to God. see the fruits of that. So anyway, I just wanted to share that. Thank Th- you. No, thank you for sharing. Cause that's, that's powerful. Cause it shows when you sow in fertile soil, you will reap a harvest. Yeah. And if you sow with the intent to expect a harvest, you'll receive it. And the thing is, is you, wanna, you want to sow where you're getting fed. 
understand? So it feeds others, right? We just don't feed, like we see these people all the time, but we're feeding way more people. If I start showing you all the stuff we're touching, you'll be like, whoa, like this is huge. I just don't, I'm not just buying like cool stuff all the time. It's like I'm helping other ministries out because that's what God's put on my heart to do. And I can't do that unless I have finances, right? So, but um, I'm not preaching about offerings today. I'm preaching about words of knowledge, words of wisdom, <laughs> <laughs> gifts of healing, gifts of faith. So, I want to encourage everyone here that these gifts are not just for the fivefold ministry, okay? Let me make that clear. These gifts are for every believer, okay? And you can operate in all nine gifts without being a so called fivefold ministry preacher. I've seen Christians that operate with more power than pastors do. So what I'm trying to tell you is be encouraged, be stirred up and have the Lord reveal to you what he wants to impart to you today. I can't impart. Yeah, I can. I can impart something to you and I can give you this. But the real power comes from the Lord. The real power that stays there comes from Jesus. So the thing is, obviously, you know me, I, I spend time with the Lord on a continuous basis. I just don't seek him for power. So I don't want people to be like, well, he always preaches about miracles, signs, and wonders. Because I have, I'm not going to even go there. (laughs) Lord, help them. But I have certain denominations that come after me too. And saying the stuff I do is this and that. But then when I give the word, they're like, you know what I mean? That's how you got to fight them with the word. But anyways, let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And I'm kind of going to reiterate what I said Monday, but I'm going to add more to it, okay? So just be ready. It might be the same scriptures, but we're going to go deeper into the revelation of God today. Um, before we jump into 1 Corinthians chapter 12, I want you to write down 1 Peter chapter 5 and 7, which says, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. Casting all your cares upon him, for he cares for you. Why I mention this verse is because for you to receive anything from the Lord, you have to have humility. You have to humble yourself before God. Then when God gives you the grace, he gives you the grace to empower you to change, transform, to come into the image of the Lord. Right. Becoming a son of God, a daughter of God. Right. Reigning with him. So once you do this, therefore, you're humbling yourself before God's mighty hand. What does that mean? You're submitting yourself under the power of God. So when you submit yourself under the power of God, now you have see where the hand is. Right. It says, what does it say? It says. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand. Okay, so think about this. You're under the hand of God. You're, you're submitted to his power, his authority, his glory, his holiness, his purity, and how he lives. And guess what? Then it says in due time, he'll exalt you. He puts his hand under you and moves you up. Do you see that? Did you see that? I just got that revelation right now. I, was, I, didn't even, I wasn't even planning on sharing that. The Lord showed me. So when, he puts, when you let God put his hand on you, he'll go under and elevate you, okay? 
All right. So with that being said, and then when you can cast your cares upon him because he cares for you, the stuff that you're dealing with that's hindering you from submitting to God, give it to him. He'll help you to get rid of it and then exalt you, train you, equip you, mold you. I had to go through this process. There's no bypassing it and there's no shortcut to it. You have to go through the purging. You have to go through the training. You have to go through humbling yourself. Do you understand? I had to, I had to be in a place where I was a greeter at a church and I was operating in miracle signs and wonders there already. And God says, nah, you got to be a servant before I make you a leader. And And I would just, hold on. And I would just sit there and I'm telling Chelsea, I'm like, why they're not giving me this opportunity? I had words and all for this person, that person. I could pray for this person to get healed. But God doesn't want me to sit there and be like, hey, how you doing, guys? Come in. <laughs> Do you understand how like that will, your carnal flesh is screaming because you're like, why are they not promoting me? Why are they not acknowledging me? Why they don't see the gifts and talents and calls that I have from the Lord? They don't know, but your father does. And if you submit under his hand, he will promote you, okay? No man can promote you unless God promotes you. Remember, God says, I make kings rise and fall. Governments rise and fall, right? Do you have a question? Are you so thinking- God didn't want you to use your gifts at the door? He did, but I wanted to use it in a, in a bigger platform, on a bigger stage. I felt like I should have been maybe uh, in a different title than I was. Like I should be preaching to these kids let alone just saying oh hey how you doing come in sit over here do you understand like i felt like i was already at that place but god's like no i need you to be here for a year to die to yourself (laughs) right to really humble yourself before the mighty hand of god and now he's exalted me and he's gonna exalt you guys as long as you stay submitted to his hand and then he promotes okay so I had to make that clear before we talk about powers and gifts and all this great stuff. So now 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 1. Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be ignorant. Isn't that kind of amazing how he said that right away? He's like, I don't want you to be foolish about this. I want you to know how to operate in this. A lot of the church... um, doesn't want you to talk about this because you know why because they get convicted that they're not operating in it or you're going to outshine them i've been there i've done it i know the thing is in this place if you guys are like raising the dead and you're all like praying for blind people to open your eyes i am be like hey show me how to do this show me i want to i've seen the deaf ears i've seen this uh, show me help me I'm not going to be intimidated by you, but some people will. Some people will be like, oh, no, we got to get this dude out of here. He's going to take my ministry away. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, I'm not kidding. When you step in this power, you're going to be a threat to the kingdom of darkness, but you're also going to rub shoulders with your brother and sister in Christ because they're not there where you're at. Does that make sense? Okay. So I'm saying this. To almost prepare you guys. I'm not here to just train Christians. I'm here to train Christians into equipping, into ministry, into fulfilling what God has told you to do. 
So jumping back to 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 2, you know that you were Gentiles carried away to these dumb idols, however you were led. Therefore, I make known to you that no one speaking by the Spirit of God calls Jesus accursed, and no one can say that Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. And why I believe he said you Gentiles were carried away by dumb idols because the world tends to seek power besides God. They would follow these demonic gods like Molech, Baal, Ishtar, Lilith, all those other ones because they want power. Yes, they will receive it, but yes, they'll come with a, with a consequence and it's eternity of their soul. So I wouldn't do that. And anyways, when I was talking about a curse in this part of the uh, chapter, it talks about this is almost mentioned in the evil connotation. And what it means is that um, in the sacrificial scheme, anathema, which means a curse in Greek, meant alienated from God without hope or being redeemed. Jesus came to redeem us. Jesus came to reconcile us. So Jesus is not accursed. He became a curse because he put sin on him and died in our place. Can I get a hallelujah? Amen. amen. That, that, that's, that's something to be cheerful about. <laughs> okay. Tell me if I'm going too fast or if I need to slow down. Are you guys good? Anathema. Okay. Verse four. There, there are diversities of gifts, but the same spirit. There are difference of ministries, but the same Lord. We operate in the same spirit. We have the same boss, the Lord. We all have different ministries and gifts. Okay. Making it clear. And these are the diversities of activities, but it is the same God who works all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. See that word manifestation? That's correctly used. The New Age calls it, we need to manifest things. We need to call, we need to manifest in our lives. You know what they're manifesting? They're manifesting demons. You ain't manifesting the Spirit of God unless you've got the Spirit of God in you, right? So anyways, when, when God gives us these gifts, it's to glorify the body of Christ but also it glorifies us with him, right? Because it says Christ in me is the hope of glory, okay? So the thing is we're bringing hope to people by using these gifts. We're making change in people's lives because we have the gifts. Do you understand that woman was going to kill herself? And she asked God if, if I know you're mad at me, but help me. So you tell me there was no other Christian around? Or was I the only one that was answered? I think he probably nudged a lot of people. That's a big radius. There's plenty. But that's what I'm telling you. I want you to have your Holy Spirit antenna up and be like, God, use me for your glory. Boom. You say that, boom. He's going to take you places. He's going to equip you. He's going to put you in these, in these predicaments. So anyways, verse 8. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 8. For to one is given the word of wisdom. Through the spirit to another, the word of knowledge through the same spirit. Okay, I'm going to say this. A word of wisdom is a word for the future. A word of knowledge is a word for the present and past. Okay. So and I and I'll give you even a clear definition on it. A word of wisdom is a spiritual utterance at a given moment through the spirit supernaturally disclosing the mind, 
purpose and will of God as applied to a specific situation. Now, you can have a word of wisdom presently, but usually it's them to take it and then apply it to their future. Right? They're in a problem right now. That problem doesn't get fixed until the word of wisdom gets released. And then they use it if they believe it's from God and they want to do it. Then they'll see the result. They'll see the success of it. So now I'm going to explain what a word of knowledge is. A word of knowledge is a supernatural revelation of information pertaining to a person or an event given for a specific purpose, usually having to do with immediate need. I love that. That's a really good definition. I'll say that again. Word of knowledge is a supernatural revelation of information pertaining to a person or an event given for a specific purpose, usually having to do with an immediate need. So these word of knowledges that I get and operate in, God wants you to do it right now. That's why the word was given. So that when I asked the cashier and there was some other person behind me, I let them go in front of me and said, do you, need, do you need to talk to her real quick? And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah. And they said something, and she's like, no, we don't do that here. Boom, I was able to give the word of knowledge to her. I gave her one scripture, and I said, do you want me to pray for her? Because they started becoming a line. She's a manager. She's let me pray for her while there's three people in line because she wants to see the power of God. She wants to be touched by the Lord, right? There was this woman that I saw that was pregnant at Subway, and I wanted to pray for her, and I should have, but I just gave her a word of exhortation and knowledge. I said, your baby's going to be used by the Lord. God's going to take, take care of you and that baby. And she said, okay, okay. And that was it, right? So you don't always have to release prayer, but you do want to share the word that God's given them, and then God will bring it back to their fruition about, wait, why did that random person say that to me? How do they know that? It will, qu- it will make them question God to see if God's really real. Okay? Does everyone kind of understand what I'm saying there? Okay. Let's go further along. First <clears throat> uh, Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9. To another faith by the same spirit. To another gifts of healing by the same spirit. To another the working of miracles. To another prophecy to another of discerning spirits and another different kind of tongues and to another interpretation of tongues. But one in the same spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as he wills. Now, if we look at the chronological order, did you see how they put words of wisdom and words of knowledge first? Because words of wisdom and words of knowledge are gates that open into the supernatural revelation of God. Those open a gate for someone. Their heart will open. Their mind will open. Their eyes will open. And then that's just the first phase. Then the gifts of healing can come. The gifts of miracles. The gifts of faith. The discerning of spirits. I'm telling you. The 100% of people that I pray for to get healed, they all come down to 90% words of knowledge. 90%. 90% of 
Now, there's some that I can see that obviously, okay, she's in a wheelchair. She has a cast. She's in crutches, right? But most of the time, they're not, no one's telling me what's wrong with them but the Lord. I just have to be able to sit back, submit myself to God. He'll exalt me and says, Christian, there's a problem. There's a problem. There's a problem. Here's a solution. Here's a solution. Here's a solution. Because... <clears throat> that's why Satan was coming at us Monday, right? He was stopping everything. He was stopping the Zoom call. He was stopping me to even get in my own house because I changed the locks. I mean, it was like, what? Like, what is going on? It's because if you guys get this revelation power, you're going to, like, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, you're going to evangelize. You're going to reach more people than you ever thought you could because people are done with you preaching, they want to see you demonstrate it. They want to see it manifest. They want to see it do something. Man, I feel okay. All right, Lord. Help me, help me. Okay. So verse 12. For as the body is one and has many members, but all members of that one body being many are one body. So also is Christ. So we realize that when we are connected with Jesus, we all have different talents. We all have different gifts. We all have different callings. We all have different ministries, okay? So I can't compare Rima's ministry with my ministry. I can't, I can't uh, compare Jordan's ministry with my ministry, right? You guys are different. You guys are different than me. But that's good. God made us diversified. If we look at everyone here, everyone looks different. The thing is, it's like, if me and Roger walked into a room, they're not going to be like, oh, I didn't know you, you guys look at the same. No, we don't. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Right? We, don't look, we look completely opposite. We look completely opposite. But this is the thing. We are supposed to look the same because we have the same Lord and we have the same spirit. And when, they, when we talk or when we carry ourselves or when we say something, it represents the Lord within us. That is, the, that is what makes us one. Not by the color of your skin. Not by your cultural background. It's because we've been adopted and grafted into the kingdom of God. That's how we represent the body of Christ upon the, upon the nations of the world. So verse 13. For by one spirit we all were baptized in one body whether Jew or Greek, whether slave or free, and have all been made to drink into one spirit. For in fact, the body is not one member, but many. We need each other. I always tell that, I always say this, if I cut your pinky off right now, you're gonna feel it. You're gonna be like, oh my gosh, like I am bleeding, like this, this little thing that we think doesn't do anything has purpose, has value, right? If I take that off, you're going to know and you're going to feel it. Okay. Uh, verse 15. If the foot should say, because I'm not a hand, I am not of the body. It is therefore not of the body. And if the ear should say, because I am not an eye, I am not of the body. Is it therefore not of the body? If the whole body were an eye, where would be the hearing? And if the whole were hearing, where would be the smelling? But now God has set members, each one of them in the body just as he has pleased. If they were all one member, where would the body be? So the Lord is saying, I've made you 
perfect. I made you wonderful. You are, it says you are fearfully and wonderfully made. You are a masterpiece to God. You are created in the image of God and you have a specific purpose of what God has you here for. Okay? So please stop comparing yourself to other people. I have to do that myself. I can't be like, well, well, this guy has this ministry and this woman has this ministry. I have to be complacent and content where God has me. Now, I'm not satisfied, but I'm content where he has me. Does that make sense? Because I am not satisfied until I see Jesus and I'm with him forever. That's the only satisfaction you'll ever get. Glory to God. Amen. Okay. All right. First Corinthians chapter 12, verse 20. But now indeed, there are many members, yet one body. And the eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you, nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. No much rather those members of the body which seems to be weaker are necessary, like our pinky, like our pinky toes, right? And those members of the body which we think to be less honorable, on these we bestow greater honor, and our unpresentable parts have greater modesty. So think about that. Even when you think when you become before the Lord... And you were that pinky. At least you were still part of the hand of God that got it done. And God's going to say, because you were there, because you were faithful, we were able to accomplish all this. And he's going to show you. He's going to rip the veil and you're going to be like, whoa, you impacted all those people. You touched all those people. You led all those people to the Lord. Right? I even told that woman, Melinda, I said, if I don't see you again, I know where I'm going to see you. I'll see you again. I haven't had pictures of like of people that I've been trying to minister to the Lord, and the Lord will show me a snapshot and says, "They'll enter the kingdom." <laughs> That's amazing. And but I have to do my part to minister to them. And um, Lord, help me to say this. Time is short, guys. Um, I don't know how much time we have, but you have to make the most of that time to serve the Lord. Don't ever put your job before the Lord. Don't ever put your ambitions, your goals, your desires before the kingdom of God. You will regret it one day. You will cry with bitter tears that you could have impacted more people, that you could have touched more people. You could have led people that you love to God. Okay? Holy Spirit, what do you want me to do? Okay. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 24. But our presentable parts have no need, but God composed the body, having given great honor to the part which lacks it, that there should be no schism in the body, but that the members should have the same care for one another. And if one member suffers, all the members suffer with with it. Or if one member is honored, all the members rejoice with it. We all need each other to do God's work. I can't do this without you guys. And you can't do it without me. In some way, in some big way. Even if you guys go far off and you guys are traveling the world and you're doing all the stuff for the Lord. We're still doing it all together in the big picture of it. Right? The big perspective. We're all working together in some way. Right? So we have to rejoice when someone gets honored. We don't just start hating on them and get jealous of them 
or saying what they're doing is not impactful. I've had people say that to me. And the thing is, it's like, why? Why even go in there? How will you encourage me? How about if you help me, you show me? You just... But it shows you how mature you are in your walk. And this is what's always going to stand. God's word and your fruit. Your fruit's going to stand before the Lord. Your fruit's going to stand amongst the people. They'll see you. They'll know if you're a rotten apple or you're a delicious fruit <laughs> for the Lord. All right. First Corinthians chapter 12, verse 27. Now you are the body of Christ and members individually. And God has appointed these to the church. First, the apostle. Second, the prophets. Third, teachers. After that, miracles. Then gifts of healing, helps administrations, and varieties of tongues. Are all apostles? Question mark. Are all prophets? Question mark. Are all teachers? Question mark. Are all workers of miracles? Do all have gifts of healing? Do all speak with tongues? Do all interpret? But earnestly desire the best gift. And yet I show you a more excellent way. What this is saying is the best gift of them all is having love for people. Having compassion for people. You won't want to do anything for the Lord if you don't have compassion for people. Mm-hmm. If you don't love Jesus first, you can't love people. Simple as that. And I don't know why I got to make it so, so maybe serious and cut and dry because that's what the church has lost. We've lost our love for people. We can care less about someone. Like the good Samaritan, right? He walked. All those people walked past that person dead on the road. And the good Samaritan grabbed him, paid for his hotel, paid for him to get healed, and bent out of his way. And then what did Jesus say about that? He said, how great is his reward for doing that? So that's Jesus talking. And why I say this, because the next chapter talks about the greatest gift, which is love. Love never fails. Right? Mm -hmm. Love suffers long. It's kind. So with all this being said... You have to have the love of God to operate in the power of God. I know so many people that chase after power and they have no love for nobody but themselves and their family and whatever they can get from God, that elevates them. That's not Jesus. That's an antichrist spirit, actually. That needs to be severed off. And what they mention apostle first, apostle is a, so they're, okay, let's, Lord, help me to share this. An, an apostle is someone that is a forerunner for the Lord. A prophet is a mouthpiece for the Lord, but also an evangelist is called to win the loss for the Lord. And then when, when the loss comes, a pastor's there to shepherd those people that gave their life to Jesus. And then you have the teacher teaching them to mature them up into disciples of the Lord. But this is the, I'm going to give you the definition of what an apostle is. Apostle in the Greek is apollostolos. It is a special messenger, a delegate, one commission to a particular task or role. One who is set forth with a message. 
In the New Testament, the word denotes both the original 12 disciples and the prominent leaders outside the 12. Marvin Vincent records three features of an apostle. So this is three features that you can try to see if someone's really a true apostle. So these are the three. First, one had an invisible counter with the resurrected Christ. So one that's seen Jesus. That's what it means. Second, one who plants churches. So planning, helping other ministries grow. And then third, one who functions in the ministry with signs, wonders, and miracles. That's a true application of an apostle. Okay? Okay, we got some time. So does anyone have any questions so we can go further into it? Because I know this is real meaty. This ain't for the, you know, <laughs> new believer. But you know what? Eat your steak. Eat good. <laughs> Not for the vegetarian. Not for the vegetarian. Eat a good thing of broccoli. Yeah, eggplant. I don't know. <laughs> Eat a grilled watermelon. I don't know what you want. But <laughs> um, does anyone have any questions about this? Or anything they would like to ask about certain situations? Either here, online, by all means. There has to be one of y'all. I, I wanted to share okay. how, um, how it says humble yourself, right? It's mm-hmm. a choice that we have yes. to humble ourselves. Like, he's not going to force you. He's not going to make you right. to humble yourself. And I, that ministered to me because I've heard it before. Yeah. You know, that's part of it. You humble yeah. yourself. Yeah. Yeah, you, you can't. I don't make these gifts happen. Okay, I'm going to tell you that. I can't just like turn them on. If anything, what I do, I just tune into the Holy Spirit to tell me, okay, do I need to talk to this person? So I ask, I'll go to the gas station, I'll go wherever. and be like, Lord, who do I need to talk to in here? Help me and show me what I need to do right now. And then within a few seconds, that one, that one, that one. Get them before they get out the door, that one. Okay. So there's plenty of opportunity. And I highly advise you, the stuff that we listen and the stuff that we do here, go take it out there. <laughs> Please. You, you, the world is yours to bring Jesus to them. Okay? Anybody else? I mean, okay. I like how you said you tune in, right? Because yeah. Andrew Womack said that. He said he's able to tune in to mm-hmm. words of knowledge. And, and he's like, he's like, I can do right here. He was teaching his classroom because he has a Bible college. He has eight mm-hmm. Bible colleges. Mm-hmm. He was teaching his classroom. And he goes, I can show you right now. I can give you guys all word of knowledge. And yeah. he's able to give it to the whole classroom. Yeah. So that ministered to me when he said tune in. Yeah. Ask the Holy Spirit. Like, yeah. Who do I need to talk to? Yeah. If, I, like, if I want to right now. If I just stand still for one minute, I could probably do the same thing with y'all. Not even kidding. Not even being cocky. I could probably get something that has related to you. So show us, like, an example. What would you say, Holy Spirit, show me what Chelsea or I'll, I'll just say, like, Lord, who do you want to touch? Who do you want to speak to right now? Lord God, open their heart to receive that and give it to me right now in Jesus' name. 
I'm almost, I just, I just got one right now. Just even just faking it, and I got it, and I heard, <laughs> and I heard alcoholism. Someone's dealing with alcoholism. Now, could it be someone online? It could be someone that's listening in the future? It could be any of these things that people are going to listen to, but God can set you free from alcoholism. That was my, one of my drugs of choice was drinking, drinking heavy, drinking to get drunk, getting to get wasted. I'm telling you, Jesus freed me from that. Thank I mean, you, Jesus. thank you. Yeah, and she knows. I was not a, I, I had demons and you, you when I drank. Nice one. Huh? <laughs> you were a nice one. I was not a nice one. I would want to fight you, pulverize you. You look at me sideways, it's, it's about to go down. And that's the thing is that Jesus set me free from that. So going, so, so that everybody can learn. So let's say it is alcoholism. Do you, can you go another further step and say, well, it's show me more? How do you get more clarity who the person so, is? I always say this, when God gives you one word, you have to step forth with that one word to get the second word, okay. to get the third word, to get the fourth word, to get the fifth word. You have to step out in faith. That's, that's the whole um, operation within the gifts is stepping out in faith, right? Like I said, if you mess up, you mess up. Who cares? But at least you're practicing, you're practicing. right? I love what Dan Moore says. He's like, I'd rather you step out and be wrong then not say anything and be right. Mm. Right? Mm -hmm. So, like, for instance, <clears throat> I didn't need a word of knowledge for the lady I was helping because I saw she was in need. But then the Lord started giving me stuff when I was helping her. And then God's like, I want to show out in front of you to her what a real Christian looks like. And he did. I didn't ask for a word of knowledge. I was trying to help. I was just, I was focused on one person. The guy's like, no, 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 I want to, I want to all these people. This is a really rough place, real rough. And I've been in rough areas. There's this drug dealer just waiting out there, just waiting for people to come and get money. You know what the, the guy said to her when she was crying in front of uh, the Chevron and the Jack in the Box? He pulled up to her and he's like, hey, you want to smoke crack with me? That's what he said. It's life. That's, that's the real world, guys. This is, this is a Christian bubble. But we're out there need to bring the glory of God in those dark places. Do not be intimidated. Do not be scared. Do not be like, whoa, they're cussing and they're saying that. Do you understand? I, I mean, when I was talking to the girl, she smelled like straight booze. Straight booze. But guess what? She was crying because the presence of God was on her. That's all I need to do. That's all I need to do is bring Holy Spirit there. Mm -hmm. He's doing the work. The Word is doing the work. Okay. Anybody else? It's about being an example. Anybody else? I mean, this, hey, this is open right now. You can give me your, like, scenarios that you've been through or, or how do you deal with certain things. I've, I've probably been through it, most likely. Anyone? You know, my pastor back in Chicago, mm -hmm. he had once, uh, he said in a sermon which you were relating to, you know, there's a different type. Mm -hmm. And how you were called to just sit there and welcome and serve. Versus yeah. Like, I got all this. Yeah. And you would never know from my former pastor. He, you know, obviously is a physician, like oncologist, and then, of course, a pastor. You would not know that unless you asked. 
didn't know him from Adam. He walked through that door. He wouldn't even tell you that. Wow. Because one of the things that he said he lives by and what he imputed to us and says, don't allow that title to bring you glory. Yeah. Bring glory to that title. Amen. That's good. Since that day he mentioned that, I said, he said, from that moment forward, I said, regardless of what role I get, right. he said, never let that title bring you glory. That's good. Bring God's glory to that title. Amen. That's powerful. That's that's something that we should all live by. Even if you receive power, yeah. you still got to humble yourself before God. Yeah. And you still got to be humble before people. All you're doing is serving people. You're serving people. You can have this luminous power that just like lightning bolts hit you, feel you're on fire, you went to the third heaven came. You still got to be humble. <laughs> you, you still have to serve the people. It's not for the gift is not for you, it's for them. Remember that. It's for them. It's for them. But the more you serve, the more you get gifted and blessed, right? I mean, Jesus could have been like, I'm God. Like, just like, and everyone's like, whoa. Like, like just freaking out, making light bolts and all this, like, just turning all white into his real self. But he humbled himself as a bond servant? That's lower than a servant. A bond servant. And then what happened? He submitted himself under the mighty hand of God. And then when he died, death, burial, resurrection, ascension, and exalted. And his name became bigger and higher than any other name. That every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that he's Lord. So don't let the power get to you. Even if you receive the power, don't let the power get to you. The key is almost, this is the best way I could probably say it. Act like you don't have it and act like every time you talk to a person, Holy Spirit, I need you to help me. Holy Spirit, I need you to give me an answer. Lord, help me have a solution. I'm telling you, if you come about that approach, man, Holy Spirit's so ready to give you the grace, to give you the mercy, to give you the power, to give you the right words to say to that person. I even had to tell the lady that I helped that her daughter didn't talk to her for years. She says, I didn't even respond to her because I didn't even know what to say to her. And she said, I was crying and crying and crying. And I said, guess what? You can ask God what you can say to her that will minister to her. And she was like, like, oh, you can do this stuff? Like, you can ask God for it? Like, yeah. She doesn't know. She's a a baby. Mm -hmm. She's two days old. Two days old. So, So who wants to receive words of wisdom, words of knowledge? You guys willing? You got to be hungry. I ain't ain't giving it to you. I'm just going to pray that you receive it. Because this is blessed is he who hungers and thirsts for righteousness. For they shall be filled. So I need you to close your guys' eyes. And I need you to ask the Lord to give you the gifts that we read about. Because guess what? You heard it. There's revelation knowledge to it. And now you can receive it. Do you understand? Does that make sense? That's why when we read the word... And we understand it and the Holy Spirit tells us, that means we're able to receive it. That's why I'm having you ask questions. So if you don't understand something, please speak up. Don't be fearful. Because Holy Spirit wants to tell you. So any questions? None? Okay. So everyone just close your eyes and just say this. Father, we thank you for your word today. We thankful that we are the body of Christ. That we're all individual members. members. 
and we're all needed to fulfill your mission, your desire, and your purpose upon the earth. Jesus, you picked out our gifts before the foundations of the world. I ask you right now to fill me, to impart to me, and teach me through the power of the Holy Spirit how to operate, how to acknowledge, and how to accept these spiritual gifts. Right now, I receive. All right, Father, you heard him. I come right now in the power and authority of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I come under the power and the identity of the Lord Jesus Christ as an ambassador to the body of Christ and to the church. I ask you to impart it now in Jesus' name. Every gift of miracles, every gift of healing, every gift of uh, interpretation of tongues. I thank you for every gift of word of knowledge and wisdom that they would operate in them. Lord God, you'd help them to master it. You'd help them to operate into a place of efficiency. But Lord God, you would humble them that they wouldn't get carried away or think that they are above or they can access it themselves only through the power of the Holy Spirit and submitted to him. In Jesus' name, amen. So someone's dealing with like chronic arthritis, like chronic, hurts all the time. Now, is that someone online? I think it's me. Do you really deal with it all the time? Yeah, I deal with pain all the time, but um, I don't know if it's chronic arthritis. Um, They have uh, done like uh, x-rays and nothing came out, but I'm going to go back to my doctor um, to do like a a MRI or something on my knees and then on on my arm. And then, like on my um, lower, like like upper back, like on, on the upper shoulders and neck. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm almost seeing like the cushion of joints. It's like it's like paper thin. Like they're supposed to be like squishy and thick, like a like a um a joint. And I'm seeing it like real flat. And that's what's causing pain. But I also got my spirit that you're supposed to pray for her. So if you want to come over here, we can do it together. And then we can just pray for that to leave. Um, What else, Holy Spirit? I keep hearing in my spirit, there's this like, there's this possession on you. Yeah. Well, that has to leave and that arthritis will leave you. But you have to let the possession leave. You cannot give it no more legal rights. You have to make it go. Yes. And I keep seeing there's stuff in your house that you're not supposed to have and you need to throw it in the trash. Oh my God, what is it? It's, it's like little ghosts. Oh no! Yeah. They gotta okay. go. They gotta go. Cause what happens, we don't we think it's cute and we think it's nice and it's bubbly, but then it op, it opens up a demonic portal and then we just let it have full reign. I had to get rid of stuff. 
I'll just be honest. I had to get rid of Native American stuff that my grandma gave me, and she passed away. And the Holy, I said, Holy Spirit, what's going on in my house? What's going on? And he shows me the Native American stuff, and I went to go burn it outside. She gave it to me. Or I, I, got, I kept it. So I had, I had to get rid of stuff that even I wanted to, but because there's a demonic spirit behind it, it has to go. I know, I know this is a hard, <laughs> I know it's hard to be a Christian, but we can live in victory. We can live in victory because Jesus paid it all. But if we just submit to him, he's going to take care of it. I'm telling you, like having that is just, it's, it's far better. I'm a, I'm a big Halloween person. I know. And, and this year, uh, I threw away all my witches. Well, that's good. That's very good. And then I threw away all my, like, uh, they were like, uh, like flying ghosts. Mm. And uh, I had them, I had them, and then uh, Kariana said that they just kept staring at her and she was scared. Oh, yeah. And then, <laughs> And then when I took her, and she's a little girl, so right. when I when I left her, you know, when I took her back home, and then I was in the house by myself, mm-hmm. I kept staring at them, and they gave me just the, I don't know, like chills and everything. And Bad vibes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So what yeah. I would, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to pray for you for that possession to leave you, but you yeah. have to. You need to cleanse your whole house. That's what I'm, I'm seeing. You need to get the oil. And I don't know. Maybe mom could show you how to do it. But just that you, you anoint your house. You take back dominion. You take possession over your house. And say, hey, this year, I'm not celebrating it. I used to love Halloween. I used to love horror movies. I mean, me and Halka, man, dude, we could watch a horror movie back to back to back. Oh, yeah, because I gave my life to Jesus. I gave my life to Jesus. And I was like maybe five months into the Lord and me and Helka were sitting at my mom's and dad's house. We're going to watch conjuring. Right. I'm like, Oh, this movie's awesome. It's scary. Like this one's like a real one. I'm like sitting in it five minutes. The Holy spirit says, Christian, you can't watch this. I'm only five months in the Lord. So I, I said, Helka, I just can't watch it. I got, I got to get out of here. So I go in my room. I fall asleep. I'm in sleep paralysis. Two demons are holding me down. One's grabbing my nose. I can't. They're holding me down. Two of them. And I finally showed, and I felt like there was gunk in my mouth. And I couldn't even mention Jesus. And I kept saying, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Within the third time, it broke loose. I said, Jesus, they both left. Five minutes watching a horror movie, being a Christian. I would watch some Exorcist, I, anything. Oh, yeah, Friday the 13th, uh, yeah, Jason. No I was, like, all about that. I was, like, oh, these are awesome. That was me last year. Yeah, so. Mom prayed for me and told me that I needed to stop watching my zombie movies. Yeah. And my vampire movies and, you know, all that stuff. Yeah. And I did stop uh, last year, and I feel better, but. I kind of watched something today. Yeah. I have to admit it. Yeah. And it was about demons. It was a cartoon. Um, yeah. A Japanese cartoon. Mm, and I like those because my son likes those. Yeah, the anime and, stuff. And uh, I started watching, but then I didn't even watch like 10 minutes. Yeah. When, uh, when my spirit was like, 
turn it off, turn it off. What are you doing? Turn yep. it off. Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, I only watched five minutes and I got freaking sleep paralysis. Yeah. Demonic night yeah. terrors. Does anyone have anything to share? You know, that reminds me um, last year. Because I was avid. Do you want to come over watching, here? You know, horror movies too. Yeah. And um, the last Halloween uh-huh. with Michael Myers. I said, oh, I'm going to watch this. I haven't seen it in. Uh, I come over. Okay. Yeah. I, just, I want them just to see so they to, know. I have to explain how deep this was. <laughs> no, go for it because I got it. Go uh, so this was, um, I guess, the last Halloween. And I was like, okay, I'm going to go ahead and sit and watch this because I haven't seen, you know, this this, this this series for a while. So let me see what Jamie Lee Curtis is going to finally do. This is the last one. In the first seven minutes, the Holy Spirit said, turn this off. Because what took place was he wasn't even committing any killings. Mm. The people were actually killing themselves based on the spirit that was behind him. And the opening scene was a little boy that was supposed to be being watched by the one guy had night tremors because of Michael Myers and he accidentally opened up the door from the balcony and the little boy fell over and he got and he, his neck broke and he was dead and his parents came home rushing and everything and then he went off and went somewhere and then because of that spirit that was in Michael Myers the guy hung himself Lord said turn this all off because he started to show me how influential these horror movies can get people to do certain things. Mm-hmm. And then this evening, I'm sitting, I come in the house and I've been wrestling with secular music. Mm-hmm. Like I'll still listen to R&B and there's certain songs. And just tonight, God said, mm-hmm. I'm gonna change your, in order for me to remain in my presence, I gotta change your, your ability to hear me. So tune out of the lyrics and the music. And I was listening to this one pastor. He said, he even emphasized, don't be fooled. Cause even if music doesn't have words to it and it's instrumental, remember the scores that the enemy played when he was in heaven as Lucifer. So God started dealing with me this week on discerning spirits to see whether or not was that of God or was that from the enemy? And so my taste, when I was in working out in the gym and I kept changing the music, I kept changing the music. And when I put on Christian hip hop or something, the words like, okay, I was going through my workout, but when I put on secular music, I couldn't function. And that's when the night guy says, I want you to, I'm going to help you put it in. I want you to clear out your title, music streaming and start over. You can keep the Christian music. And, and I said, Lord, help me get more of a passion for praise and worship music because I cannot be the biggest fan. I can just stand there and I can sing it. Yeah. But it's like, okay, Herb, let's get to the word. But then I realized the importance of worshiping God through music. And he started to change my ability to tune out a certain pro TV programming as well as music because they're, they're channels. And so with that, after seeing that movie for the first seven minutes you know, last year, and then now he's saying, in order for you to remain in my presence, I got to change your taste for music. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of these artists, the music that they're writing, they're summoning Absolutely. demonic spirits in order to get the inspiration. Yep. And, and just really quick, last but not least, 
I was an avid fan of the uh, FX series Snowfall. I watched it from beginning to end. It talked about the drug trade that entered into the 80s, mm -hmm. and it was led by the actor uh, Damson Idris. And he played this role. I was like, man, this is a good series, amazing. I didn't find out until the series ended several months ago. When I watched this show, I was communicating back and forth with people in high school. Man, you see, oh man, that was deep. I found out that Damson Idris, the actor, said in order for him to play that role, to be evil and to be mean, he called on Satan to help him. Oh, man. He said in the interview, he called on Satan to help him. He said he had nightmares for two weeks because Satan was in his bedroom in a corner. He literally was happy. He woke up in night sweats. He didn't tell nobody. In order for him to act out that part, he called on Satan. He opened up a portal. He said he was tormented for two straight weeks. And then, exactly. So when I saw that, the Lord said, now I need you to guard your eyes, your eye gates. Yes. And be mindful of the things that you tune into and watch. Yeah. And now the music is changing. Because now I'm picking up. He works on you little by little. Yeah. And that's what, when I came in here tonight, I walk in here and automatically he said, I'm going to change your taste for music now. I want you to wipe out your title, your Spotify. I'm about to get you to start over. Because in order, like Christian kept telling me, when you said in order God stay in, in your presence, mm -hmm. God started dealing with me on that. Mm -hmm. He said, if you want to remain in my presence, I got to change your taste for a lot yeah, of things. Sure. Like my diet has changed. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And now he says, now I need to get your music. You got to respond differently. Yeah. And don't have to chase out the things in the world because... All these entertainers, he said, there's something in something to get that music written. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's true. And remember, Lucifer was the minister of music. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah. and, and the yeah. thing is, you might give that up, but you gain peace, right? Yeah. You gain clarity, yeah. sound mind. It's not like, you know, what, what you're going to gain is going to be amazing. Yeah. yeah, like even Benjamin, he had to give up video games. He knew that was opening portals. He knew that was off. And what I like what you said is that you have to respond. So he's telling Roger, hey, this needs to get fixed. Yeah. Now Roger can respond. Or not. No, he, no well, uh, not doing it is a response. Yeah. Yeah. It's disobedience. Yeah. That's what it is. So we're going to pray for you and God's going to do a move on you. So if you're willing to depart with those things, are you? Yeah, Chana? Alright, yeah, or pray about it and call me. Yeah. It's up to you. Yeah. She's being honest. Hey, I get it. But that, that's what I'm saying. Like, I can have the word. See, this is really good. This is really good practice. I had a word of knowledge, I told her exactly what happened. Now she has to respond right. what she wants. Right? right? Yeah. No pressure. And that's, no pressure, but that's with everybody, right? Like, I mean, that's with anybody. I can go on the streets and say, hey, you got this, this, and that. And they'll be like, screw you, dude. And fuck up, you know what I mean? But, like, hey, I told you. The Lord told me to tell you. And I just bought him, too. Take him back. Take him back. You got the receipt. 
But you know what? Uh, no, I, 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 the receipt's in the trash already. Well, you can um, exchange it. Can exchange but when I was buying him, I knew in my, in my Holy Spirit mm. that I should not buy him. See? I knew it because, um, I mean, I've been a Christian before, and I have never, never celebrated Halloween into the past, I will say, three years. Mm. Yeah. So God just wants you to stop not even trying to. We, yeah, so if you research what Halloween means, though, oh my goodness, you'll stop. It's like, it's real, it's real demonic. Don't get me wrong, like... I used to, like, our flesh loved it, it, of course, the food, the games, it was like a fun holiday, but you're really celebrating Lucifer, and you're you're celebrating, like, horrible stuff, I mean, just like how they do bobbing apples, you'll see what that actually represents, while they put a jack-o'-lantern in the front, you'll see that represents, I mean, that is one of the high holidays of of satanic worship, they sacrifice babies, they do all this stuff. And all Satan cares about, remember he said to uh, Anton LaVey, the head of, of uh, the church Satanic church, church yeah, the Church of Satan, and he wrote the Satan Bible, the Satanic Bible, right? Yeah. He, he wrote either the Unholy Bible, he called it, or whatever. But he said that Lucifer told him, he says, I'm so happy that Christians let their children once a year celebrate me. This is the head of the high priest of the Satanists. That's what he said. Anyways, okay. Did you something? You had something else? I will take him back and see if, the, if I could take him Exchange back. Exchange it for something else. Yeah. And if yeah. not, just go in front of the place and just break the idols. <laughs> Be like Jeremiah, you know. <laughs> All right. I think that's why God wanted to use you in Honka. Well, because I was just telling mom how I love, we love fall decor um, and Christmas decor. And I was telling her, yeah, I got revelation about not getting ghosts, witches. And then I was like, but maybe I'll do jack-o'-lanterns because they're just pumpkins, whatever. Um, And then I got revelation recently about how I can't do jack-o'-lanterns. So just pumpkins. Is my fault decor, but <laughs> no carving them, just a pumpkin. Just the pumpkin. Uh, but yeah, that's it. Does minister to me, and I hope that I can pray that you have the same revelation that I did. And mm-hmm. it's almost like that fear of God. Like when I see those things, I'm like, no, I that's gonna mess with me. That's yeah, not okay. Yeah, so. and you know, yeah. and Halka's come from a background of knowing a different side of that too um hopefully one day you'll share your testimony about that i'd be yeah i'm down to share my testimony you never asked me to so. okay yeah, well. i started doing it uh because of uh social media right the you social know media. and i started doing it uh because of the each holiday i dressed up my dogs and that's how i i advertise them right mm-hmm. Yeah, but I know I know what you guys are saying. Just, fall. Yeah, just just dress them like angels or like um, saints. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was like, you can dress one like Moses, like just has like the long hair, like a beard. Yeah, yeah. God, hey, you know what? 
You know what? God will give you creative ideas. Yeah, he'll bless you because he knows that you're respecting him to be like, you're not following what the world's doing, but you're following what God has told us to do. And I mean, if you look at it, the world has deceived us so much about these holidays. That's what they did with Israel. Oh, you can just worship a golden calf. It's okay. It's not a big deal. It's just once a year. You know what I mean? Or like, hey, you can just worship Molech. It's fine. He'll give you great harvest. Just do it. God will understand. He's not jealous. You understand? It's just, they just, they subtly do it. But then it ends up being worse. So. What's the decor place that is a Christian? Hobby Lobby. Yeah, go to Hobby Lobby and just get all your decor there. And don't. Because <laughs> they're Christians and there's no, there's Christian. no witches. They're Sunday, so that lets you know. Right. You go to the we get this stuff. Okay, so let's ask the Lord how we're going to do this. This is going to test us. So um, let's just close our eyes. Just guys pray in the spirit and see what the Lord says to you. Shingalo kulie beke. I keep hearing ascension. That's what he wants. He wants the church to ascend. In Mount Zion where he reigns. Don't compromise. Prophesying for the Lord. In these last days, people will just try to make you do whatever you, what you think you should do. But do not follow the paths of, the, of unrighteous. But Paul, follow the paths of the sons of God. The narrow way. The path of righteousness. Lonely is the road. But great is the reward. Holy, he's, he's affirming, purity, and you might have to stand alone, but if the God is for you, who, what man can stand against you, forerunners, being sent out, into war. I keep seeing there's deep holes upon the narrow path, but the Lord will help you get over them. They will not fall into the traps of the devil. Yes, victorious. And righteous. That those who submit to the Lord. In Jesus' name. Father, we come right now. Okay, go on, Hanka. Father, we come right now and we pray against that demonic possession off the Achana's house, off her body, in any type of material that she is open in the portal. We bind it now in the spirit realm. We bind it for having any further access upon her property, upon her pets, and upon herself or anyone that enters into that house. Yes. In Jesus' name. All right, I'll go. You can go. You can go. Um, 
Tia Chana, is it your right arm or your left arm? Um, it's my right arm. Your right arm. Okay, Father God, we just come boldly into your throne room in the name of your precious son, Jesus. And I just, I just see this like white, yellowish light over Tia Chana and all the discomfort in her shoulders, in her right arm, and in her knees are just healed any inflammation um, where the joints are hitting or the bones are hitting that it's just cushioned and restored and the blood is flowing the blood of Jesus is flowing through her veins um, and it's just that light that's on her is just it's washing her white as snow and it's protecting her and she just it's just glowing she's just like glowing from the inside out almost or yes lord it's Come on. glowing upon her that jesus is there and he's he's healing her and that any object that is in her house um yes. you you open her eyes to see that that whatever it is that she she needs to get rid of it that she doesn't feel your presence on those objects and that you know you just once the objects are gone or whatever maybe that she can feel your presence more in that house and that um the healing just manifests on her body um, when when um when she just you give her that revelation that you gave me father god yes, that yes. um those certain things are not Thank of you, you and that we we're meant to glorify you and if those things don't glorify you we need to get rid of them and it brings health to your body it brings it brings peace to your her mind and um and to her spirit thank you lord um and with her dogs for her for her business she doesn't need to do the halloween thing for them costumes or anything she could do like them at a pumpkin patch or something like that where they maybe they're not dressed up but just like she can do a different decor for them if that's what you have her do um for her for her business father and just that her business glorifies you too and to remind her that mm -hmm. you know you're the one that's making her business prosper and mm -hmm. all of that and that it it even helps the health of her dogs too Jesus, um, and again we just we just pray that you enlighten her on this and that it manifests in her healing um in her overall well-being in jesus, jesus name, name we pray amen amen, amen. Now, the thing is, you should feel the presence of God healing you right now. But for you to keep that healing, you got to get rid of those possessions. So that's all I got in the spirit. Amen. Amen. Um, also, just thank you, God, for everyone that was here. Thank you for everyone that participated. Father, we thank you for the gifts and the calling that you got us and what you have for us. Well, God, let the tent revival be for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So anybody that wants to 